our kids had stayed up extra late, and one of them had a friend sleeping over. And so they were super tired. They were having an even greater than usual time going to bed. We would tell them to get in bed, and then they would be out of their room again with all the excuses in the world. And we would tell them to be quiet and stop talking so they can get to sleep. They would quiet down for a few seconds at least, and then would slowly start talking again. And this is normal, right? Like this, my kids aren't the only ones that do this, right? I, I hope so, anyway. You know, hardwired into their little minds is this bend toward rebellion. And I mean, that's all of us. And when they finally do settle down and they get quiet, it's not because that they were asked to by their parents and they just desire to obey us so much. It's because they're just flat tired and are more scared of the consequences than anything. And that's not the obedience that my wife and I want from them. That's a selfish obedience, not a holy obedience, and that's what we're talking about today in this episode. And so let's jump back into 1 Peter, where we're seeing from Peter's greeting three things that are true in followers of Jesus' lives. So 1 Peter 1, verses 1 and 2, again say, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, and for sprinkling with His blood. And so we live in the sanctification of the Spirit, which we talked about last episode, for two things, obedience to Jesus Christ and the sprinkling with his blood. And so those two fours, obedience and sprinkling, are natural outflows of the in, in sanctification of the Spirit. It's like if I were to say, I live in this neighborhood for the school district, or I go to this church for the teaching If you live in the neighborhood, you get the school district. If you are at that church, you get that teaching. One naturally follows the other. And likewise, if you are surrendered to God's spirit and are allowing him to sanctify you, you will be obedient to what Jesus Christ says. And now there are so many ways we get this wrong, but two ways that so many of us fool ourselves with obedience today are these selfish obedience and misplaced obedience. So let's talk about selfish obedience. Like my children who only obey because they know it's good for them and they don't want to face the consequences of disobeying, sometimes we play that game with God. And we drag ourselves into obedience rather than it being a natural, loving overflow of the work that the Spirit is doing in our heart. You know, in John fourteen fifteen, Jesus said that if you love me, you will obey my commandments. So what's the motive for holy obedience? Is it your love for Jesus? Your level of obedience to the Lord in the big and the small things throughout your day will be directly proportional to the intimacy in which you are walking with Christ. You, you get no points for doing what you're supposed to do if you're doing it with the wrong motives. Because while you can make yourself and others think you are holy by just playing the part, God is really clear. First Samuel sixteen seven says that while others only see what's outside, God sees everything that is inside to the depths of your soul and every intricate thought and motive you have. Selfish obedience is not the obedience that God desires. 
And then the second way we get this wrong so often is misplaced obedience. I once heard an illustration from Francis Chan that went like this. And so I notice my daughter's room is getting a little messy, and so I tell her to go clean her room. And then I check on her an hour later to see how she's doing, and her room looks exactly the same. She hasn't done anything. And so I say, honey, why haven't you done what I've asked? Now imagine if she were to say to me, I heard what you said, and so I sat down, and I meditated, and I thought about it for a while. I looked up some articles and books on cleaning your room so I could help better understand it and be prepared. I even invited my friends over so we could study cleaning our rooms. We even looked up the meaning in Greek about what cleaning your rooms means. Yeah, but honey, that's all good stuff, I would say. But I don't care about that. All I asked you to do is to clean your room. Man, doesn't this sound like the Western church? I mean, we know what God is asking of us, but we fill our lives up with so many other things that distract us from actually obeying the simple commands of Christ. And those other things we fill our lives up with many times are are good things. In the church, they're Bible studies and ministries and programs and special events, and so they look good and it feels like we are doing okay But all we're doing is misplacing our obedience, choosing good things over the most important thing. You see, it's easiest to settle into a Christianity of information and never push ourselves to trek down the arduous road of transformation. And that is paved with holy obedience. I have a pastor friend, Ryan Fontenot, who said something one time that has stuck with me, and I'll leave you with this thought. He said this, We don't need another revelation from God. We simply need to obey what he has already told us. And so this week, worry less about checking all the boxes, about getting that Bible reading done, about being to church on time, all the time, and allow the sanctification of the Spirit in your life to overflow into a life of joyful obedience. So what small way can you practice this holy obedience? What would obedience to Christ look like in your life today? Next time, we are going to finish up Peter's greeting and try to discover what this whole sprinkling of his blood means. Until then, let's pray. Lord, we confess that we have not obeyed you like we should. We have neglected your commands. We've made excuses. We've masked our disobedience with good works. But deep down, we know that we're not where we need to be. And so we repent and we ask that your spirit transforms us into children that love to obey their heavenly Father. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. (music) 